Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. I'm Tom Short, so glad to have you along on this Tuesday morning as we're talking about some essential Christian character qualities for really leading a successful life, a successful Christian life is how we'd want to define this. We've been discussing humility because yesterday we saw that grace, if you got grace, that's it. Grace is to live in the favor and the blessing of God. If God's favor and blessing is flowing towards you, if you are receiving God's favor and blessing, you're going to be doing pretty well in life. And so how does God's grace come to us? Well, we saw in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5, God is opposed to the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. We talked a little bit about true humility versus, versus a false humility. False humility thinks that we're worthless. Indeed, I do want to emphasize, you're not worthless. You, are, you have tremendous worth. You may be unworthy, and we are unworthy of God's blessing. A humble person realizes that, you know, as, as my good friend uh, Burke Wilson, I think he gets this from Dave Ramsey, whenever I ask him, how are you doing? He always says just instinctively, better than I deserve. That's true. That's humility that says I'm doing better than I deserve. I'm not worthy of God's blessing. But that's not the same as being worthless. Worthless means, you know, some people walk around, it's like, you know, just a bunch of garbage. I'm worthless. I have no value. I'm just a wretched, miserable nothing. Well, that's not true. You're made in the image of God. God would have never sent his son to die for you if you were worthless. He considers you to be worth sacrificing his own son in order to save. You know, the world may have a lot of beauty in it, beautiful flowers, beautiful stones, beautiful scenery, beautiful sunset, beautiful animals, but only human beings are made in the image of God. You know, atheists think we're worthless. You know, throughout the history of the 20th century, the rise of tyrannical atheist governments showed that they thought human beings were pretty expendable, pretty worthless. And indeed, throughout human history, tyrants have always treated uh, humans as being expendable and not worth that much. But Jesus taught just the opposite. Jesus, the tyrant expects you to die for him. Jesus, our king, was willing to die for us. Why? Because he considered us of great value. I believe there's three convictions of how of, that we need to develop if we're going to have true humility versus a false humility or versus pride. Remember, true humility is not to think more highly of yourself than you ought to. It's not to think more lowly, lowly of yourself than you ought to, but it's to think so as to have sound judgment. As Romans 12, 3 tells us, sound judgment views myself and sees myself the way God sees me. I see myself truthfully and honestly in the eyes of God, as God would declare. The first verse I want to look at along this lines is found in 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 10. And here Paul is discussing the resurrection and, he, and who's seen Jesus. And he mentions in verse 10, By the grace of God, I am what I am. That's what I want to focus on. I'll finish the verse. He continues to say, and his grace toward me did not prove vain, but I labored, labored even more than all of them, 
yet not I, but the grace of God with me. Let's look back at that first part. By the grace of God, I am what I am. Well, what was he? He was an apostle. He was one who had seen Jesus alive. As a matter of fact, Jesus was not only alive, he'd already gone up to heaven, and Jesus appeared to him and knocked him off his high horse, shall we say, as he was on the road to Damascus. And he fell to the ground, and, and Jesus appeared and called him to repentance and salvation. As time went on, Jesus continued to give him revelations of the true gospel. Paul was a church planter. Paul was a man, one of the few men in the history of the entire world, only about 40 of them, who gave us scripture, the words of God. And Paul, we're talking about him 2,000 years later. Throughout the world, he's one of the most famous, recognized figures of all history. His writings, few, few people have, uh, have ever been read more than the Apostle Paul. He said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. What an, what an accomplished person he became. But what had he been? Well, First Corinthians, or excuse me, First Timothy, chapter one, verses fifteen and sixteen, says he was the chief of sinners; that God's grace was shown in him as the foremost of all. He was chosen to be an example of the kindness and grace and mercy of God because he was the chief of sinners. Now, that wasn't just something he was making up; that wasn't a false humility. You know, some people say, "Oh, I'm the worst sinner of all time," and yet, you know, they come on. You really think you're worse than like Hitler? Well, Paul really was the worst. Why? Well, he says this right here in verse, 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 9. For I am the least of the apostles and not fit to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. In God's estimation, in God's understanding, to be someone to persecute and seek to destroy the church of God. What could be worse than that? I have people all the time that tell me they're an atheist and, or they, they don't like the church or they're trying to expose the church or deconstruct the Bible, and yet they're basically good people. They ask, can they be a basically good person without religion? No, of course you can't be. In God's, I mean, you're, you're violating the, the Ten Commandments. You're, you're already 0 for 4. After, after the first four, you're, you've struck out. The first commandments to love God, you've struck out. And so someone trying to undermine Scripture, someone trying to undermine the, the, the ministry of Jesus Christ, someone trying to destroy the church of God, someone who is opposed to the work of the Christian gospel, this is not a good person. Paul was the chief of sinners. Paul was the worst. He was doing to, he was, I mean, we, we look at our, our world today and we look at, you know, bad tyrants, murderers, you know, I mean, we think of bad sinners out there. It doesn't take much imagination to think of them. Do you realize that trying to undermine the church, to destroy the church, to deconstruct the Bible, this is pretty bad. This is like, what Paul called the chief of sinners. And that's what he'd done. And that's what he was. And he was deserving of God's judgment. He was deserving of God's wrath. 
He is deserving to spend eternity in hell for this. And yet, here he is, an apostle, a planter of churches, taking the gospel to whole new areas, uh, uh, writing scripture for us. Why? How? By the grace of God. Paul was convinced that he was who he was. I am who I am by the grace of God. I think this is conviction number one to truly believing, truly having humility. I am who I am by the grace of God. In Romans chapter 7, verse 18, Paul would say, For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. I mean, here he was, a godly man, a saint, looked up to, respected, honored. But he knew that there is nothing good dwelt in him that is in his flesh. I have noticed uh, some of the really godly people I've gotten to know, they've all had an area of weakness. Something that they, a time in life that God really revealed to them their need and their dependence upon him. I know in my own life, back in the time when I was first preaching on, on, on campus, and you know, we were being written up in the newspapers. Uh, Christianity Today did a big article about my ministry. Uh, you know, dare I say we were becoming in one sense, I was becoming in one sense fame. And yet this was during a time in my life also where I'd had, you're ready for this, I'd had a, a couple of bad experiences just eating dinner with people, just developed real digestive issues in the midst of eating with others. And I became quite fearful of having dinner. If someone invited us to dinner, if someone invited us to their house, we're just sitting down and eating with others, fearful that it wouldn't sit well with me, fearful I'd have an embarrassing situation. And on one hand, it was interesting because people, I was getting this fame and honor and people were thinking, wow, that Tom Shore boy, look at him. He's, he, he's a bold, courageous preacher. All these positive things being said about me. But down deep between God and me, and my wife knew this too, but between just God and me, I knew, wow, I can't even sit down and have a meal with others without depending upon God, without needing his grace, without needing his strength. I was, I, I, I was fearful of what the whole world does every day, and I needed the grace of God just to do it. I've known of others, they've just got some area of weakness, that, that they are aware of their dependence and need upon God. Maybe you do too. If you do, don't despise that. If you've got an area of weakness, or you've had an area of weakness, or you've had a, something where you can say, God, no matter what others think, I know. I know that without you, I am nothing. Thank God for that. That's God's working his grace, his humility, working humility into you so that his grace can flow more and more abundantly towards you. I am what I am by the grace of God. I'm not worthless. I am unworthy. Paul was who he was by the grace of God. Not worthless, but certainly not worthy. And you and I, we are what we are. Conviction number one, I am what I am by the grace of God. Father, we thank you and we bless you. And we thank you that you've taken unworthy sinners 
people worthy of judgment, people worthy to be abandoned by you. But instead, you have given us more than we deserve. You've treated us in ways better than we deserve. You have made us to be your children. You've made us to be uh, part of the church of God. You've made us part of the very body of Christ. You've raised us up out of the dash, ash heap. You've given us grace, undeserved, unmerited, favor and kindness flowing from you to us. Father, I pray today and I thank you for who you may have made us to be. I want to thank you that you have made us to be sons and daughters of the Most High God. Hallelujah. I thank you today for your kindness. I thank you today, Lord, that you have made us to be significant people. You've given us significant ministry, significant things to do. We're unworthy of this. You would have been more than just to just abandon us and given up on us, but you didn't. You've made us your treasure. You've redeemed us, and for this we're grateful. We humble ourselves before you today, Father, and we acknowledge that any good thing that we have become is because of your kindness, your grace towards us, and we're grateful, and we give you praise. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. I mentioned that's the first conviction. There's two more I'll be sharing over the next couple of days that help me to keep a humble attitude towards God. This first one, I am what I am by the grace of God. You are what you are by the grace of God. Amen? Amen. Hey, thanks for being with me today. Make sure and share this with others. This area of humility, we need it because it's what causes God's grace, favor, goodness, and mercy to flow towards us. And we'll be talking about this this week, this vital vital character quality of humility. So I hope you can join us. If you're new, make sure you hit the subscribe button, notify button, share this with others. Let's pass on these messages to others. 15 minutes a day make a difference in our lives. Be here every day, the next week, next month, next two months, I guarantee Your life's going to change as you get into the Word of God and pray with us about it every day. God bless you. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Until then, you have a blessed day. Be strong in the Lord. Walk humbly with your God. We'll see you tomorrow. 